0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food and beverage radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll, load. knows that no. country music. Save your soul, the Whoa. Whoa. in that rhythm and blues, that It's going to get you the
2: Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. And, you know, the holidays are here. We're in the middle of the holidays. In fact, Greg and Southern, my co-hosts, are traveling uh, as we speak for the holidays. And, you know, to me, I... I've said this a billion times. We've been on the air with this show for a very long time, longer than anyone else, you know, over 13 years at this point. But everyone that knows me knows that I love fall cocktails, and and you know even without the holidays, I just like the the weather, and I like the the fact that we can kind of get into a little bit more spiced, uh, spice not spicy, but um, you know I like tapping into the the spice cabinet. And, you know, I, I like, you know, vermouth and, and wine and fortifieds and cocktails and especially I love barrel aged spirits this time of year. I mean, I, like it's it's just built for it. Right. And even, you know, warm cocktails to a certain extent. I, I don't typically go for warm cocktails unless it's something that is that kind of unique. You know, there's, there's a billion hot toddies you can make. Um, but it's also a riffable drink, and the toddy's been around forever. Um, it was, in fact, the the first specific tool—a cocktail-specific tool—was the toddy stick, uh, which is a small muddler for muddling sugar into your hot toddy. Um, little known fact there. Um, but the thing is, like you know, I, I love a toddy made with so many different—I mean, like different spirits and. Different. Uh, I, I love vermouth in a toddy. I mean, I basically sometimes just make a, a Manhattan and heat it up, um, which works out really well. It's almost like mold wine meets a toddy. And I, I really like that kind of mashup of different ingredients uh, when it comes to fall cocktails and winter cocktails. And so without Southern Greg here today, uh, that's going to open up a lot more room for us to have a conversation with our guests today, because anyone who listens to this show knows that, you know, the three of us like talking and sometimes we kind of overdo it, um, but we're going to get our guests in the studio uh, immediately here. So this is cool too, because, you know, I I love getting to talk to people from where I'm from. And that's going to be definitely the case today because in the studio today, we have Joe and Brad from a company called Oak and Eden. Now this is a whiskey company based out of Texas and they do things a little bit differently. And I think some of that is going to be kind of a nice segue from what I was talking about with these fall and winter cocktails and kind of the, uh, the flavors that come along with that. Uh, and then with the, the whiskey itself. So that's, said without further ado uh joe and brad from oak and eden welcome to the show well howdy damon thank good. you for having us good to be here yeah good having you guys i you know it's uh my twin brother is actually on his way to texas right now he and his wife she's from san marcus and so uh they're actually my parents just left they're going back to oklahoma right now and my brother and his wife are cruising down to texas and I'm gonna have to tell them to stop by and see you guys because I know you have a uh, nice tasting room situation going on there. But before we get into that, which I do want to talk about because I think that's an important thing uh, these days, is having a really nice tasting room or multiples, really. Um, but why don't you tell us about Okan How did you guys start this? Like, how did you meet? Like, where? I I, I want to know the whole the whole origin story of Okan If you wouldn't mind
3: letting me know about
2: it, and our listeners.
3: Cool. Well, I'll start. This is Joe. Um, So inside every bottle of Oak and Eden is whiskey, as you would expect, and a five-inch long spiral cut piece of wood that we call a spire. That spire is added to the bottle to finish it or add flavor post-maturation. So it's important to distinguish this piece of wood in the bottle is not placed in the bottle to age it, but it is placed there after the whiskey is fully aged to finish it or to add more flavor. Obviously, whiskey gets flavor from the mash bill, the grain from which it's distilled. It gets all of its color and a good degree of its flavor from the barrel in which it's aged. But if the intent is to add more or different flavors to the whiskey post maturation, that's done in the finishing process. Um, Tradition would demand That you take your whiskey from the maturation barrel we'll call that barrel number one and place it into your finishing barrel barrel number two again to accomplish the outcome of adding more or different flavors so we at oak and eden are you know traditionalist when it comes to distillation uh, certainly when it comes to maturation uh, but we're innovators when it comes to finishing we don't place our fully aged whiskey into a secondary barrel to finish it we instead figuratively put that secondary barrel into the bottle with our spire. Again, it's five inches long, it's spiral cut, it has about 425 square millimeters of surface area that we discovered after much time and experimentation is the correct amount of exposed surface area for a 750 milliliter bottle of whiskey. And depending upon the flavors that we want to impart in this unique, innovative, candidly I'll say patented finishing process, we'll use different types of wood like American oak or French oak, really cool Amberana, misonara, maple, ash, cherry. Why? Because inherent to all of these wood species are different flavors. They're manifested as botanicals, esters, flavonoids that exist naturally in each and each different species of wood that we, by fashioning that wood into a spire and placing it into the bottle, can again intentionally add different flavors. And to get really cool and um, make something exceptional, particularly if you're wanting a fantastic base to make a really unique cocktail from, we will take one of those spires and we'll soak it in a different liquid, like vermouth, like wine, like beer, and on and on the list goes, all with the same intended outcome, and that is to add flavor. So that is the foundation of the product conception and innovation that we've coined in bottle finishing, because we're adding flavor in the bottle using this spiral cut piece of wood.
2: It's super cool. I'm like, I just so uh people who are listening to the show can follow along, they're they're website is oakandeden.com And if you go to the um go to the section, there's a the header up top. It says our whiskey then inside oak and eden, you can go and you can scroll down four to see the spire. And it's really cool. It's a spiral cut piece of wood as he said. And um yeah I was gonna ask like what like when I first checked out this website uh I I was looking at this and I, I was curious to hear about it because like, this seems like you... And you nailed it. You just said it because I was actually going to ask that question about reusing it in other uh, in other things, other barrels or bottles of, of spirits. I think this would be cool. Like, you know, I, obviously, like you said, vermouth, great. I, you know, I think it'd be cool in like, even just like a bottle of like, like a big cab even, you know, I know that there's, there have been, you know, it's, uh, you know, barrel finishing... And wood finishing is something that's been going on for a while, but it's usually like you'll transfer to another barrel. But I feel like sometimes, you know, if you have like a a bourbon barrel finished stout or a bourbon barrel finished uh, like Cabernet or something like that, sometimes it can be too much. They like leave it in for too long. And this seems like you would have a lot more control over how long you let it sit in like a bottle of vermouth or a bottle of wine. Would Would I be right in saying that?
1: Yeah, you bet. I mean, every, this is Brad, every, every bottle that we produce, you know, the infusion that we put into the spire, it's, it's understood that, you know, if you leave a spire of wood and in, in, in coffee too long, you know, there's, there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more that's going to happen in that spire in a matter of 10 days or two weeks than if you leave it in maybe an orange liqueur, you know, it's a little bit more viscous. It's a little, it's a little bit thicker. It's got more of a syrupy texture. And so, you know, depending on the outcome that we want to produce of so the flavors really depicts how long we leave the Spire into whatever the infused item is. But the cool thing is really, it's not necessarily about <clears throat> what we think is great or, you know, the the types of flavors that we prefer, but the whole brand is built around this idea of customization. We want to, we want to, you know, develop this concept that that where we can take Aspire and 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 one, you know, have a have a unique whiskey. We've got we've got four different bases of whiskey: a high rye bourbon, a weeded bourbon, a four gray bourbon, and a rye whiskey. Um, we've got two different marketable proofs. We've got a ninety proof and a hundred and fourteen barrel proof. We've got, Ooh, yeah, as Joe mentioned, yeah, we've got several different uh, uh, oak species that we use to to shape the spire. And then there's, I mean, just myriads of combinations of infusions that we can infuse the wood with before putting it into the bottle. And so the combinations of that are just extraordinary, right? And so as opposed to us harboring all of the creation to ourselves and really hoarding it for, you know, what we think is great, you know, our, our goal from day one was to really pass the torch of creation to the consumer, allowing the consumer to have their own ability to create their own one-of-a-kind custom bottle. And uh, and so our story begins in 2018 when we first launched our first bottle of bourbon on the shelf. Uh, all the way fast-forwarding to today, where you know our story has the, the the levels of complexity of being able to allow you know not just ourselves to create what products whiskeys we want to create but allowing for celebrities to do it and for retailers to do it and for uh, ultimately consumers to do it on their own. And we've got a lot of different ways that we allow that to happen, but you know, it's just, it's just amazing how really when you start to talk about, as you were mentioning, you know, you get into the, the the cocktail world and how, you know, it's not just old fashions. It's not just Manhattans, you know Um, it's, the 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 way you can go with it is incredible and you talk to people in the in the craft cocktail world and how they conceive concepts for cocktails you know it's the same thing with whiskey it's like it's just you know it's not just one-sided it's not just grain and it's not just the barrel and it's not just the way you distill it there's so much more <laughs> that can go into it and so we've we've really taken this journey of exploring that
2: and um uh, man, we've had a heck of a lot of fun doing it. I'm sure you have. I mean, how could you not? Like, I'm just (laughs) looking at some of the, you've got the, yeah, right. You've got the, you know, I was looking at the, uh, the finish series, but then you've got the new fuse series. And like, you're just saying, like, kind of like taking some cues from the cocktail world. It's like, these are all like, these are all bottled cocktails, man. uh, Essentially, you Mm -hmm. know, and like, you can really take them and work with them in in expanding on the flavors you know you've got your bourbon and brew which is a cold brew coffee and french oak you've got the uh, rye and rumbo which is caribbean rum infused and fusion with rye i mean and and you mentioned amberana uh earlier and that's one of my favorite woods to age in uh, it's just it's so tropical and it's so cool and you can really and it, it goes it has a lot of length to it too you can like reuse it quite a few times if, if you if you want to you know um but then like yeah i I think that's, it's an interesting thing when you talk about spirits nowadays and for the last, you know, 20 years or so, because, especially when it comes to whiskey, because, you know, for a very long time, and you mentioned Manhattans and Old Fashions, that was like the only, those were like kind of the only cocktails that people were drinking for decades and, and don't get me wrong. That that's what got me to move to New York city and become a mixologist was the Manhattan cocktail. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like that. That's the story in that glass, you know? And, but the cool thing is like, again, those cocktails are so classic and kind of like, like kind of perfectly open for interpretation and expansion and like riffing on those, uh, those recipes and kind of taking it to the next level. So like, you know, I know that, you know to me like especially a lot of consumers you know because there's all of us cocktail nerds and bartenders you know that we do this you know for a living but you know it's what's really fun about being on that side behind the bar and like being uh you know in the distillery and in the brewery or the winery what have you on the the uh on the industry side is the fact that man consumers are just way more educated nowadays there they've there's so much more access there has been, you know, for years now, but more access to cool websites and and uh and just tons of cocktail books out there and magazines that print on it. Uh and you know, I I just I love talking with customers. Like every day that goes by, they just people tend to like know more and they're really excited about it. And I think a lot of that has to do with cocktails. Because, you know, like I said before, it's a lot of times, you know, especially with whiskey. Um it was like one of those things where don't you dare mix it with anything, especially scotch, I would say. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool that like we're now, you know, we're at this point where people are just really explore it, like really explored it. Right. And I, it's just because of cool stuff like this, you know, and well, I think
1: like, uh, COVID changed that too. You know, we saw a massive big of, of uh, yeah. People, you know, kind of, it's almost like a lot of our, our consumers, they, you know, they didn't, <laughs> um, they weren't into craft cocktails before COVID they, and they really weren't into cocktails at all. Um, they were, you know, maybe beer drinkers or they would have a, like a vodka soda or something. And, um, with the onset of COVID, it's almost like it instigated a new level of creativity in them that is like they, they sure. all their hobbies were taken away, you know, so they couldn't go golfing. They couldn't, they couldn't, you know, go play like whatever they wanted to do. Um, and so it's like, you know, we almost had to fabricate a new hobby, and I mean, we saw this like level of expertise of the home mixologist that you know not only were they like self-proclaimed home mixologists, you know, you you see their work and you start to taste some of their drinks, like man, these guys are actually really good, you know, like they they really yeah, are getting right? it. But the totally. the creativity in it, um, it, it it forced the uh, the mixologists in industry to have to better themselves because once people came out of quarantining you know, now all of a sudden their expectations for cocktails are way higher. Um, so we just, we saw a movement, especially here in Texas of um, the cocktail game. I mean, it just picked up dram- dramatically uh, and it was a really good benefit for us because we were playing into that whole, you know, like whiskey. Yes. Whiskey is great by itself. And that's, that's awesome. However, absolutely, um, because we can take, Uh, you know, coffee and infuse it into a bourbon. We can take Madeira and infuse it into a rye or whatever it might be. There is an opportunity to accelerate and advance the mixology game just because of the base ingredient. And it really, you know, it helped us to, to, to navigate our story and people caught on
2: quickly. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I I just want to point this out too. I think a big part of uh, a big part of uh, the the home cocktail uh, bartender, you know, uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that we just have really kick ass bar tools out there these days. You know, like <laughs> who doesn't want to have like a gold shaker and a crystal mixing glass and like you know, yeah. it's like and if you're gonna have to like be stuck inside and like make a drink for yourself or your your significant other whatever you know it's like you kind of want to just like you got nothing but time during covid so you're like "Ah, i'm gonna do this the right way i'm gonna get all the right tools and like you know really make this you know the right glassware and you know that's another thing too we we actually have you know there was for the longest time we only had like the v-shaped martini glass and maybe you could find a libby 3773 coupe glass you know but now it's just like it's insane, you know, it's, it's crazy. So um, I think it's just kind of like the kind of perfect storm, really, uh, you know, with, with with everything that's going on. And then, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, taking, uh, taking some of these cocktails in, you know, really kind of elevating them, uh, there is, there's a part of this lineup that you have called the Anther series which i want to talk about but i think before we do that let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors and then we'll get back and we'll be hanging out and talking a little bit more about some of the deeper cuts of oak and eden in just a few stay tuned
0: hi listeners we wanted to let you know that heritage radio network's julia child fellowship application is now open the fellowship offers an enriching experience for aspiring food writers and journalists who share our passion for food systems change. The fellowship is a great way to progress in the field of food journalism and digital media, and will start in early January 2024. This fellowship will provide participants with hands-on experience, mentorship, and access to an extensive network of industry professionals. The application deadline is November 27, 2023. Check out heritageradionetwork.org and click on the Julia Child Foundation Writing Fellowship link to learn more. If you or someone you know has interest in food studies and journalism, this might be a great fit. Go to heritageradio and check out the application today. Thank you.
2: And we're back. You're listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. We have been talking about some really awesome I, I'm like I'm like super excited about this, guys. Got to be honest with you. Um the uh <laughs> <laughs> like I, well you know one thing we wanted to talk about is the outposts so we talked a little bit about tasting rooms and so we mentioned it in the first half of the show and i think it's really important because like everyone wants to have that experience of like you know going going to the winery or going to the brewery or going to the distillery and maybe you can't make it all the way to Kentucky or where you know wherever it might be but i like the idea of these outpost tasting rooms because you know, you're going to get the education, and, and I like a lot of modern tasting rooms that are off-site from, like, I work in Napa, in downtown Napa, and there's a ton of winery tasting rooms that, you know, those, a lot of the wineries that are represented in downtown Napa, the wineries are actually way further north up in, like, Calistoga, like the northern part of the Napa Valley, so if you're not, like, wanting to Drive around and hit all these wineries. You can go to their tasting rooms in downtown Napa and it's safe, so you're not driving all over the country and drinking and all that stuff. But then you're also close to your hotel. Um, and there are a ton of restaurants around too, just just in case you need to put something in your belly, you know. But um, I, I love the idea of a tasting room because I actually work with one, uh, which is California Brandy House. Our distillery is in the central valley of California. We don't do tours there. There's no reason for anyone to be there. Uh, It's like, it's just in the middle of nowhere. It's not like being on the bourbon trail, Uh, but I like having, I like seeing different uh, kind of tasting room outposts, like like what you guys are doing here. So can you tell us a little bit about those?
3: Absolutely. So as we alluded to earlier, you know, in-bottle finishing is the great enabler, enabler of what? Customization. So, you know, the manner in which partners of ours celebrities, retailers, or individuals can understand through an education of what in-bottle finishing does and how they can now use this knowledge to customize their own individual bottle of whiskey is realized in in two ways, right? So we've got an analog representation of that, which is an outpost. It's, It's a tasting room. You know, you come into this brand environment, an Oak and Eden brand environment where you can have exceptional cocktails all the while also select from a whiskey base, a proof, a wood type and in infusion and build your own bottle of whiskey, but do it in a, a, a environment whereby, you know, your your peers are doing the same thing. You're you're understanding through education how in-bottle finishing works and then you experience this in-store in what we call our library. So, you know, there's a couple of aspects to any of our outposts. One is a world-class cocktail bar and then secondarily, but most importantly, the heart and soul of the space is our library where, again, you can be educated, you can build your own custom bottle and or you can taste from our whiskey wall where there are in our Bridgeport location, about a hundred different iterations or combinations of whiskey, wood and infusion. And our new soon to be open location in Fort Worth, there's about 600 different iterations of whiskey type wood proof and infusion. So it's very immersive, but it's tactile. You're, you're, You're in a space, you're learning and then you're immediately putting to work that knowledge to build your own custom bottle of whiskey. Yeah. You know, you, by min- contrast-
1: you mentioned how, you know, we've got this whole concept of wineries and distilleries where you go on the trail and right. you do the tours and you know, yeah, you're driving around all day um, which is a great experience. Don't get me wrong. I love Napa. I love going out to to Louisville and <clears throat> doing that experience. It's, it's so fun, but it's, it's a once in a lifetime or a once in every five years, kind of a moment, you know, um, right, it's a yeah. vacation. It's, it's, you've got to plan your life. You know, I've got to plan a week or three days around that.
2: And yeah, it, can get, um,
1: it can get pretty expensive too, you know, <laughs> depending on you know, where you go. You got to get, you know, there, there's just a lot of complexity that goes into that. And, and I think that's kind of what whiskey has been historically. It's been this kind of like, you've got to almost go out of your way for whiskey. Um, and, and, but we're seeing an emergence of drinkers that are not, in that mood they're not like uh they're they're not going to go plan a three-day four-day getaway that often and go do these you know big trail walks and and um and things like that They, they they're more focused on their daily immersion you know whether that's eating eating out going to cocktail bars um you know shopping whatever it is um we wanted to fit into that category of lifestyle where we want to be a part of the everyday moments for our consumers, as opposed to having them you know, sojourn out to us for a once in a lifetime getaway. We wanted to be a part of their daily conversation. So, you know, as Joe mentioned, we've got one spot in small town, Bridgeport, Texas, that is our, our flagship outpost store. And, and it's, it's cool. It's bespoke, you know, it's like exposed brick and a 120 year old building. Um, you know, we left a lot of the, the uh the elements of the original space up and it's just got that you know kind of musty old feeling to it uh which is fun um whereas our our store opening up here in fort worth in the next couple of weeks um is much more you know elevated it's it's you know kind of fixed next to your high-end outdoor shopping and and dining spaces and and you know you've got like you know, you got your Neiman Marcuses of the world next door, and so you know, there's a there's a time and place I think for both. Um, but what we've seen is that is that there is a movement happening where you know consumers want to move from the the uh, experience of you know having to go out of their way to the daily experiential. You know, we want to be kind of bathed in an immersive brand moment with some of these elements of cocktails or crafting a bottle of whiskey or experiential tastings or retail or whatever it might be. So, yeah, we wanted to fit
2: into that. Yeah. Um, you know, that actually kind of made me think about something we were talking about before with COVID. It was like, you know, with all these people who are like cocktail enthusiasts, they, especially in New York City, you know, we have a lot of neighbors and a lot of bars and restaurants around. They want to support as best they can and uh you know, but they they didn't they couldn't go to every place like all the time, but they their their favorite spots they would go to, but usually a lot of places were just selling gallons of margaritas, right, but who doesn't want it doesn't like a gallon of margaritas right but then it's like <laughs> but but then it's like you're only going there like once every few months or something to support them where it's like what we did with my bar grand army is like we kept it fresh, we had a different cocktail menu like every week and so we had people coming by like regularly and that was really important i think what's cool about these outposts is that like you said like people can actually come by with more frequency come by and have a custom bottle made what's in the bottle you know and i just made one uh on your website and it's 64 bucks for something uh you know you get to name the bottle i put speakeasy on it uh with pineapple and french oak and four grain bourbon so like I mean, how cool is that? Like, like, like that. Like, this is like, like I didn't know we were going to get into this today, but I like this is cool. This build your own. Here ball. we are, That's though. Sick.
3: This is amazing. <laughs> and I, and you I, know, it's to you know to point out. Whereas the outpost experience is is analog and tactile, and it's person to person. The online experience is not, but it um, is equally, if not even more so, cool. Because it's right there in front of you. It's, it's digital and right all of the choices that you can make in person, you can also make online and have a chip to your door.
2: Yeah. And so and, um, what about this? Um, so like, can the, uh, can the customers who come into the outpost, can they taste through the, the four grain, the bourbon, the rye, the wheat uh, before, like, you know, that's like the beginning step, right? So they can taste the whiskey and be like, Oh, you know what, actually, and I'm sure you you and your staff are all like very like deep, Into this, so you know, like some 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 like flavor combinations that might uh, might be house favorites, right? And especially, I think Mm -hmm. seasonality is another thing too. I mean, this is great for right now because, like, you got the holidays coming up. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's like have these personalized bottles of whiskey as gifts for the holidays. I mean, like, or even just to take to a Thanksgiving dinner. You know, like, there's so many cool options, and and it's you know, like I said, I put pineapple in mine. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of other (laughs) options. I mean, that's, that's like a summertime, uh, kind of riff on that, but you can go a lot of different ways with it, which is really cool.
1: That's right. Yeah, no. And that's, that was exactly the idea. It was, you know, we want people to be able to customize their own bottle of whiskey. That's, we wanted to kind of liberate the moment of, of shopping for whiskey or, you know, deciding what you want to buy we wanted to liberate that moment and kind of bring the power back to the creation of, of the consumer, one bottle at a time, one customer at a time. And so, you know, in store it, you know, whenever we have people come to our outposts, yes, they get that very immersive uh, high touch point. You know, it's a very sensory environment and, you know, we're very scientific about the smells and the, you know, the sounds in there and the way that um, the way that, you know, we're, we're, we're dressed and the tone that we speak in. And that's, that's all, you know, kind of retail philosophy. And, but then you get into this experiential nature of going, man, wait a minute, I can build my own custom bottle of whiskey. Well, where do I begin? Because, you know, truthfully you can, you can get lost in the, in the, in the, uh, the, 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 the paradox of choice and, you know, you can just be overwhelmed with how much there is to choose from. And so we, we kind of, you know, methodically walk our customers down this three-part tasting experience and as a part of our, of our library experience where our, our staff will help educate you on, you know, here's the difference of high rye bourbon and a four grain bourbon and a wheated bourbon and a rye whiskey, you know, and uh, here's the notes that, that we typically taste, but, but here's what you might taste or maybe you're going to get something totally different because your palate's different than mine, you know, and right. so you're not wrong yeah. or right by what you taste. Um, and then, you know, here's how American oak interacts with, you know, you liked four grain bourbon. Here's how American oak is going to interact with four grain scientifically versus French oak is going to interact scientifically. But now your perception of how that interaction happens is really going to be at your discretion. And then let's have you then taste through some of the options that you can infuse while wow, you like to four grain uh, bourbon finished with a French oak spire. Now let's try, That with, you know, three or four infusions, yeah, pineapple or port wine or like a cola syrup or, you know, something that, that, you know, you may think is going to be terrible, like balsamic vinegar. And you actually, I mean, people love, Love they just go crazy over balsamic vinegar and um, to be able to have that, you know, in-person experience through an hour long kind of classroom style course in this gorgeous bar setting is so remarkable. I mean people come back and do it over and over and over. And just like you said, it's almost I like bet. yeah, you want to bring the bottle you you made to your Thanksgiving dinner, but you actually more people like they bring their Thanksgiving family, they bring their family when they come for Thanksgiving to come out and do this together. You know, it just it's a remarkable yeah, yeah. experience. But yeah, to That's kind of great. as we as we as we kind of embarked on that journey, we recognized that we we didn't want to limit the power of creation at consumer level to these stores, while that in-store experience is so immersive and so fun, that couldn't be the end of it. So we knew that we had to create customization at you know at, at um, a more technologically advanced level and bring it to the customers online. So we launched what's called the Whiskey Customizer and which you just got to go do online on, on your computer build your own custom bottle of whiskey, like you would, you know, like you'd build a pair of Nike shoes. Um, sure. And, and then ultimately have that bottle of whiskey shipped to your door, you know, built the, the inside of it's built custom for you, the outside of it's personalized to what you built and has your name on it. And it arrives at your door within 10 days. Uh, and that is kind of our crown jewel moment. And, uh, we've got, we've got a discount code for your listeners. If, uh, if you're interested in it. Cool. Yeah, absolutely.
2: What, what, lay it on me, man. (laughs) You ready for it? Yeah, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So
1: we'll, we'll, we'll do 10% off for all your listeners with the code speakeasy10.
2: Okay, great. Thank you. We'll put that on our posts uh, on our social media and and everywhere we put this. Uh, So, you know, I, I do want to mention one thing that I didn't see at first, but I just changed it uh, because I've still got this page up, but, you can also go up in the top right corner for the listeners out there. You can change the proof from 90 to 114. I forgot to mention that, um, which is amazing. <laughs> so that's <laughs> like, that's, I, that's so cool that you gave that option. I mean, cause there's, you know, for some, I, I know that for some people that just like to drink the whiskey kind of on its own, maybe 90 proof is there, but if you're really want to get into some deeper, like cocktails, maybe 114 is like where you want to be if you're mixing it with, uh, you know, a few other ingredients so like i always like to go a little bit higher proof um but uh yeah it's just cool to have that option and all the other options that come along with this so what a cool idea whiskey customizer guys go check this out on oak this is like i'm so glad we got to do this show this time of year we because like like i said you know this is like I, I wish all of our listeners could just show up you know in texas and have the experience there but to have this option on your website is really powerful so Really appreciate that. Love what it. a cool idea. So, guys, this has been a lot of fun talking with you. Next time I'm in Texas, which should be pretty soon, I'm going to make a trip out to see you guys. And maybe I can get the other guys. Uh, with, uh, Southern Greg, you know, I've come out sometime. Maybe we'll come down for, like, I don't know, San Antonio Cocktail Week or whatever's happening down there or South by Southwest, and then we'll make a special trip out, you know. But, um this is uh I'm just like I'm really impressed, and the website's really fun, and it's like easy to manage, and it's just full of all kinds of good stuff. So, uh, you know, I I appreciate you giving uh, our listeners that discount code at SpeakEasy10. So definitely take advantage of that, uh, everyone out there who's listening to this show. And man, you know, I, we've covered a lot today, and I'm, it was all really fun. So I'm glad we we got to do this, and uh, thanks for taking the time for being on the show today. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, like, again, I just, I'm really impressed with the, 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 it's just, it's really fun. And I, I I'm going to come there in person, but I'm ordering this one online just because <laughs> I have to. Um, so yeah, thanks again. Yeah, I, I know I will. I know. I will for sure. And, and I'm sure my, mo- my wife's probably going to drink uh, a lot of it while I'm not looking, um, but that's okay. It's our, <laughs> it's our whiskey, not just mine. And then I'll just buy another bottle, you know, it's, it's easy as that. So, well, guys, Joe and Brad, thanks so much for being on the show today. I mean, wow. Uh, You know, uh, I, I'm a big whiskey guy and, you know, I just, I'd love to see what's going on again. I just love seeing what's happening in Texas, you know, like 20 years ago, you know, I, I became friends with, uh, you know, our local Austin uh, vodka distiller you know we all know um and then you know since then just seeing like you know all these other distilleries pop up in in the great state of texas it's just cool there's always so much like cool stuff happening and luckily i think the tabc lets you get away with more stuff than our local california abc does so (laughs) at least there's that i mean there's a little little this little that but uh that's really cool that you guys get to do what you do so yeah again thanks for being on the show today um thanks for everyone who's listening check out uh okay and eden o-a-k-a-n-d-e-d-e-n.com get yourself a bottle of whiskey or two and check out more programs on heritage radio network.org click on the beating heart to donate to the station keep us going and hey till next week cheers y'all
0: so you don't the devil with your rock. the speakeasy is powered by simplecast Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food and drink radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.